Welcome once again, and uh, continuing on, I can say we continued on from last week, but you know, God's Word is all connected. Everything He gives us is all connected. It all comes together, and we'll see that more and more as time goes on. Um, let's hit a few scriptures to get us started this morning. We'll start off with uh, Joshua 1 and 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but shall mediate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to accordance of all that is written therein, and thou shalt make this way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. And then let's uh, jump over to 1 Thessalonians, get a little New Testament mixed in there. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. Actually, let's go to Matthew 4. Four and four. Matthew 4 and 4. And answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And now we'll go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. Pray without ceasing. You know, most of the things we do, you know, we take all of our, our school books. You know, we're coming up through high school and college. We get a book for each one of them classes. And through the course of that class, you know, we're going to wind up reading through that entire book. And then what do we do with it? We trade it in. We throw it away. We give it back. We don't use it again. We've gotten what we need out of it. But God tells us that we need to be continuous in the Word. Because the Word is living, it's changing. It is our guidance system. And what we may not need one day may be perfectly what we need the next. We don't know when that Scripture is going to come to light for us. When we're going to need that certain thing. This is our textbook for life. God tells us to pray without ceasing. Because He wants that constant connection with us. He wants us to always have God on our minds. And there's a reason for that. We are constantly being bombarded with information. And we need a way to filter all that information. Because see, when information comes from a person... So when a person speaks, you can categorize what they're saying as three different things. The first thing is a fact. A fact is something that is driven by evidence. There is proof, positive proof, that this is true. Like, I might say that God loves the world. Well, how can I prove that? Simply turn to John 3.16. God so loved the world. It says it right there in black and white. Then the next thing we have is opinions. How we personally feel about something. Now, when I said that word feel, we know about feelings, how they affect us, what they do. Now, the thing is about opinions 
Even though that you might be able to argue the point, you might have some circumstantial evidence, there is no way to prove an opinion. I might say that vanilla is the best ice cream. And my reason is because you can mix in chocolate syrup, you can put on walnuts, you can add fruit. There's all different kind of things you can do with vanilla ice cream. But yet, in the end, that's still my opinion because many of you may not like vanilla ice cream at all. You may prefer chocolate. It's an opinion. And the last thing is, is a lie. Something that is the opposite of the truth. And people tell lies for different reasons. It's usually for something to benefit them, either to prevent some kind of a conflict or a problem or for some kind of personal gain. Now the thing is, when we have these three categories of things that's coming at us all the time, we need a way to filter them to know what is truth, what is opinion, and what is lies. Because right now, the lines between them three things are blurred heavily. There's a lot of overlap, and there is a whole lot of confusion. People are standing out in the streets. They're holding signs. They're bashing one person, they're raising one person up, and you go out there and you ask them why that is. And the reason simply might not be true because they haven't followed the facts. Or sometimes an opinion can become so strong that you believe it to be true. There's a big difference between a fact and an opinion. And we are all entitled to have our own opinion. That is what's wonderful about the country we live in. That's what's wonderful about having free will. We can have our own opinion. We can think for ourselves. But the one thing we can't do is we can't make up our own facts. And you know, uh, maybe I ain't been doing this too much lately. I always try to, to look at the human side of things. Because uh, I don't want to condemn you. I want you to realize the truth. And I want you to change because for the better. For God. That's what God wants. So let me get back to the human side of things. Because we live in this modern world. The modern world, remember, that is fell, fell to sin, that is controlled by Satan. And we have all of this information coming into us. And the thing is, we are slowly being programmed every day. And that is why being in the Word of God every single day, that's why praying every single day is so important to be able to thwart off this programming that we're receiving from the world. We have all these different ways we can get information. We have social media. We have the newspaper. We have TV. We have radio broadcast. Everybody is 
talking at us. And they're giving us these three things. Some of them are saying facts. Some of them are saying opinions. And some of them are saying lies. And we're starting to be conditioned. We talked about a while back about slogans. How... Uh, these companies come up with these branding slogans that they stick in our head. We have these emblems, you know, that we see, and we automatically we see that swoosh, and we know that's Nike. We see this symbol, and we know that's Pepsi. We see this symbol, and we know that's something else because we've been conditioned. We see it all the time. It's advertising. And many times when we go into the store, if we don't have done any kind of research, we'll often pick something just because we've been conditioned. We see it. We're familiar with it from the conditioning that we've received. And this is happening with a lot of different things. Now I'm going to take, take a TV for our example for today. Because it's been around for a long time. And most of us have grown up with it. We have seen it across all the different generations. It's one of the things that crosses the generational threshold. You know, social media, is that's for the newbies. And, you know, some of us still remember just listening around on radio broadcasts. But that's not too many either. But everybody knows about TV. And I want you to think about how it's evolved over the years, over the decades. And I'm not talking about the device you watch it on. I'm talking about the programming content, what we see. We can turn back to, to, to Nick at Night or, or MeTV and we can go and we watch some of the, the old shows. And we see Leave it to Beaver. We see that modern American family. We have a husband and a wife and we have two kids and they find out in the, in the course of the episode how to solve whatever little problem they got into. When the, the Brady Bunch came out, that got a little racy. We have now a mixed family of divorce. And you know, that's one of the first times you've ever seen a married couple in bed together. Before that, we'd get a panoramic of a bedroom and you see the two little separate twin beds. Remember that? But yet everything was still wholesome and respectful. And we didn't have things trying to, to make a point. Fact was, this was a, a good way that shows that sometimes that things happen and this was a, a blended family that worked because they worked at it. Are there any fans of the Westerns out there? Could you uh, imagine that if old, uh, on Gunsmoke, if old Festus had walked in to the, to the Marshall Station and he said, well, Matthew... I got something to tell you. I've been having some feelings for Sam the bartender. That just wasn't the way things were. And if that was to happen, they would be an uproar during that time. When that aired on prime time, that would never take place. See, there was a point in our country where we cared about the content 
that was being put out. And as filmmakers became more edgier and edgier, they said, well, wait a second, we got to do something different because this is going too extreme. So they came out with the Hayes Code. And it put certain guidelines about what couldn't and could be done. The bad guy always had to get it in the end. That it always had to show that there was ramifications for negative activity. So no matter who the bad guy was, and by the end of the movie, they had to meet their fate either by succumbing to the law or succumbing to death. There were guidelines. As time goes on, we get a little more free. We get a little more open. We start seeing the occasional homosexual character come into play. And in the beginning, it was just for laughs. Because they would make fun of all the different tropes and stereotypes. And it was for laughs. And this was occasional. But now as time goes on, almost every single program reflects this in some way or another. And the thing of it is, this is not even an adequate adaptation of the world we live in. See, it's supposed to be art imitating life, but it's such a small population. It's such a, a minority that it's really unthinkable that in every single fictional neighborhood, in every single fictional street, that this flamboyant couple is living next door to every main character. It's just not reality. So now we take it a step further. We take it from the adults and we move it to the children. There's one side of politics now that's pushing that says that children should be allowed to choose what gender they are. And if we had said that in the 50s or the 60s, that would have been ludicrous. That would have been crazy. But what we're doing is we're being conditioned. Because the more we see something, the more that it becomes every day, the more we are willing to give into it. So we see now on the programs, we have the children dressing up like the opposite gender. There was a commercial that was out this year showing children trick-or-treating. But the plot twist was that they wasn't the characters you would think they were. That the little boy was Wonder Woman. And it's not just this. It's everything that is 
going against what God says. We're trying to slip it in little by little. We look into the Word and we look at Joseph. When he found out that his bride he was to be was pregnant. This was a big deal then. She could be stoned publicly. But he was a good guy. He was just going to put her away privately. He wasn't going to make a spectacle. And then, of course, God sent his angel and explained the situation. And we'll talk about that towards Christmas. But that was a thing. And, of course, we've always had these things happen. A... An unwed mother is not a new concept, but how we treat it is. In the past, this is something we'd want to keep private, secret, because people felt shame about it. But now we see in the mainstream that it's normal. We see that it's not only normal now, but we're turning it around. We're showing it as a positive thing we're showing it as a a movement for feminism that we that a woman doesn't need a man that a woman can do it on her own well of course she can we all can do amazing things when we are forced to but just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do something and doesn't mean that that is part of god's plan God has a picture of what family looks like. Some of the most popular shows on TV are, are medical dramas. How many of them have an episode or two or six that involve an abortion? They bring it right into your living room. And they put whatever kind of spin on it they want to make it sound good. And we're taking it all in. And see, we think that we are in control. That we have the power. Because we hold that remote control. We can change the channel. And we say we can stop anytime we want to. That it's just entertainment. But you know who else says that? Alcoholics. Drug addicts. I can stop whenever I want to. But can we? Can we? They're starting to make little phones now that are simple phones that you can share your main phone number with and so you can take your simple phone with you when times when you don't want to be distracted by your main phone. They came out with this thing called screen time. Well, you can limit yourself. You can set parameters to block yourself from accessing certain apps during certain times. It's telling us how much we are doing it. How many hours a day you're on? Because we are becoming addicted. 
Every time we hear a ding, we have to look. What is it? What am I missing? We talk about celebrities. We see these people and we just drool over them. They're so special to us because of what they do or who they are or what they've become. And we want to be like them and we buy their merchandise and we see their movies and we go to their concerts and we buy tickets to their sporting events and we support them in every way that we can because we love them so much. And see, what we fail to see is that we only see what they want us to see. The same thing with our, our candidates. You have to ask yourself, why is it when they try to pass a bill, is there so much stuff intertwined in it? There's so much stuff. They try to slip in. So if it's so good for us, you know, after all, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be working for the American people to build a better America and be good for us. So if it's so good for us, why is it do they have to hide so much of it to try to slip it in with something else that we desperately need under the radar? Maybe it's not so good. They've been trying to pass a stimulus package. Because we all need some help right now. We all could benefit from them checks showing up. But that's not the main goal. Because there's other things they're trying to slip in on it. And that is the reason why that money is not with us today. Because it's about more than that. They're using it as leverage to get what they want. Being informed. I have no problem if you want to stand up and tell me why you believe in a person. The who you support. But I only ask one thing. Put some facts with it. wasn't long ago that Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he uh, had a big announcement that he had coronavirus, his whole family did. And he went on and on about how bad it was for him. It was the worst thing he ever went through. Well, that's funny because, you know, I used to think he was a pretty stand-up guy because he came from nothing and he had to work his way up and he spent time like many struggling people he had to live in his car for a little while he had to try to get an invite somewhere for thanksgiving because he couldn't afford a turkey he struggled for a long long time it seems to me like that might have been the worst thing that you ever went through because you know now he has millions of dollars, an acting career. He has a 
personal trainer, a personal nutritionist. He has a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar gym that he takes with him on location to wherever he's working at. He never misses a meal. He never misses a workout. He never misses a supplement. He has the absolute best of everything because his body is part of his persona and makes him marketable and who he is. So he takes very good care of it. So I just find it hard to believe that you've had such a past fact and that you've had such a good quality of care to yourself that this could be the worst thing that you've ever went through. And then a little bit later, he goes on to endorse a candidate. But no reason, just because I feel. I feel that this is the best person. It's an opinion. But his opinion counts more than anyone else's because he has that celebrity status that goes with him everywhere he goes. And how many people are going to say, well, I'm going to support this person too because if my hero does it, then it's got to be good. We're not looking at the facts. Not looking at the whole picture. We're being conditioned. We've been hearing now all of these different things. You know, there's an old saying that says, if you tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it yourself. You start to believe it to be true. And we keep hearing the same things over and over again. We say, well, this person caused all these deaths. This person is responsible for this. This person is a racist. And they keep saying these things over and over and over again. And the fact is, it's simply not true. You can slap whatever title you want on a person. It doesn't make it true. God himself says that we do not know the heart of any person. Only he and that person knows their heart. We can look at the fruits they bear. We have all this misdirect. Look at this. Look at this horrible, horrible, horrible thing that's really not all that horrible at all. We want to take your eyes off something else. We've been hearing about tax returns, tax returns, tax returns. Did any of you pay more in taxes than you have to? Does anybody do that? Just go ahead and take out some extra because, yeah, that's fine. It's going to a good cause, right? They put on the, uh, on the commercials during tax season, they say, we get the most refund for you. We get the most deductions for you. 
And that's the company we want to go with. Why? Because we want to keep as much of our money as possible. But that aside, common sense aside, that certain people are supposed to act a certain way because they don't know what the future holds and what they did in the past might affect what they do in the future. Wait, none of us can do that. That's why we are sinners. That's why we have to be forgiven of our sins. That's why we have to repent. That's why we keep making mistakes and have to repent again because we are human and none of us knows the future. How many times do we wish we could go back and change something we have done in the past because how it affects us in the future? But we can't. We can only work with going forward. But they keep showing these things up and it's simply not true. They haven't even been released to be able to know if it's true. So how do you keep throwing up this speculation? It's not the person that goes in with billions of dollars that you have to worry about cheating the system. It's the person that goes in with nothing and comes out with billions of dollars is the one you have to be concerned about. That is the danger. That's common sense. That is being informed. What are we allowing to program us? The world is chipping away at our morals each and every day. From language that's allowable to music lyrics. One of the most popular songs on radio right now is not about wings and pizza. And you guys don't know what I'm talking about, can look it up. We need to, we like to think of ourselves as so smart and so able and we want to be free and we want to do these things, but we need to be informed. And our biggest source of information is the Word of God. Because it's real simple. We ain't got to understand anything else, but if it doesn't go in line with the Word of God, we can stop right there. We can stop right there. If it goes against God's Word, God's intent, God's plan, we can stop right there. Just think about how much stuff we can cut out of our lives, how much clear we can see, how much stuff we can take out of our ears if we only use this filter, if we only follow God. <laughs>